Hello and welcome to another episode of the SNC Podcast. I am your host, Bola Shade Anozier. I trust everyone is well and safe. My guest for this episode is Olugbemiro Arinoso. He's an African art collector and dealer with over seven years experience. He is also the founder of Affinity Art Gallery, a modern and contemporary art gallery located in Lagos, Nigeria. I met up with him to discuss the process of establishing the gallery, navigating COVID as a business owner, current exhibitions, the growth of NFT art, and more. Hello, Olu. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me today on the SNC. <laughs> you know you don't have to say the name, right? <laughs> ah, well, I have to give kudos to you for everything you're doing. Oh. Well, well done on this. Thank you, know. you so much. Yeah. Thank you. I, rep- I appreciate it. So how are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, we are having a good Friday. And well, it's been a it's been a short day so far. So I had a early start. So this is my third meeting for the day. So it's all right. Well, like I said, thank you so much for squeezing me in. It's all right. Because you're right. such a busy like. Just for us to get you here, it's like getting President Obama. Ah, so well, we we'll are. Get there one day once. <laughs> we I'm are. available for everybody. Don't, don't, <laughs> I'm deeply don't thankful. <laughs> <laughs> so any fun plans for the weekend? Fun plans. There's work to do. So I'm presently working. I'm planning the rest of the. Yeah, in regards to our next phase and next exhibition. So there's not really too much fun today to do, but I think I'll be taking the day off on Sunday to rest and recuperate for the um, last week of the exhibition coming up next week. Okay, that's cool. What you see, like I always say, um, it's good for us to rest and health is wealth. So yes. I'm really glad to know that you're definitely going to take some time ah, off yeah, to yeah, rest as important, well. Yeah, important. very, very true. Now, you have an exhibition that's currently ongoing, but before we get to that, let me start by asking you what got you interested in art and how did you become an art dealer, an art collector? Okay, um, well, what got me into art? I'm going to say, well, I've been into art since a very young age. My parents are collectors and we've been collect- they've been collecting art for a long time, so we've been around art growing up. Even I didn't even know what it was at that time, but I just know... You know, it's been around us and we've been going around it. There have been sculptures, installations, paintings on the walls. So we've been all around art. So what got me into art dealing? Well, I started collecting. Let me start with where I started collecting art. Also, I started collecting art because I felt it was a, it was a way of preserving our culture. You know, because um, I know they said um, African culture was transmitted to oral tradition, like orally, mm-hmm, when, mm-hmm. We're, when we're going up. So there is not so much, there's not too much evidence of proof. So using as, as art, I feel art is a way to document what has happened in the past. So we can also relay that message to the, to the present and also to the future generations on what has been in the past. So I feel it is a perseverance of culture. And also, well, I got into dealing with art because I had the opportunity to meet a couple of artists then and I was getting some of their works and some of my friends were going to come to the house and they were going to see the works and they would say they like the works Then they want to buy Then I showed them pieces of works from the artists or the ones I have available in my apartment and I charged them 10% extra. We took, <laughs> how, we, how, we, how we took it from there, to wait, be wait, honest. Wait. At what point did you realize, first of all, did you speak to your parents about, okay, uh, mom and dad, I want to start doing no, art? No, 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 no way. No way. I studied I studied economics for my bachelor's. Okay. And I did my master's in entrepreneurship and okay. innovation. 
then along the line after i had decided personally that we were going to go into the art business then i went to sotheby's to study art ah, business in london that's really cool so what did they find out when you were before we get to the 10 percent? what did they find out when you were what did they do when they found out that you were now an art collector and art dealer ah well i was just taking after them now you know what they say about <laughs> About the, 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 you know, you're okay, you're, you're very aware of that. So, you know, <laughs> it just took them time to to come in terms with it, but it's what they've been doing. So, if I don't do it, then who else is going to do it? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, your brother could have been doing it now. Yeah, well, they, they collect too, but they are not into the, they are not into, yeah. it, into it like I am. Uh-huh. Everybody cannot do the same thing. Sure, true. We all have to do something different. That's, that's true. So, was it was it your experience and um, learning at Sotheby's that let you know that you had to charge 10% or was before you went yeah, to Sotheby's? No, it, was, it was before I went to Sotheby's. That is, that is just the street too, you know. I've been, I've been around, so I do that well. I'm not, if the artist is, is selling for 100 naira, I don't need to charge you 200. Just, just give me something for bringing the work to you. <laughs> now. Just, uh, just pay your dues. I just keep it moving. You know, it's nothing else. You don't need, I don't think you need formal schooling to, to know that. You just have to yeah. get somebody to give you something extra. Yeah, you know, because you know. some people may have done 5 to 7%. That's what I'm not, that's yeah, what I'm well, like. I think the minimum is 10%. So maybe we won't charge 15 yeah, that's to 20%. True. So, you know. Okay. So you now became an art collector, an art dealer. And yeah. you now said, or oh, at what point did you now say, okay, I'm an art collector. I also deal art. But I want to transition to being a gallerist. Was it was there like a specific moment that happened or a specific conversation? Can you talk more about that transition? I think it was just something about contributing back home, trying to have something like a legacy, you know, something mm. you know, something like trying to make an impact yeah. into the society. There have been people who've been doing galleries. I just at that point I was I've been a passionate collector and dealer of African art, and I think I just recognize the implications and impact of inadequate representations, you know, institutions and art infrastructures to the growth and the visibility of African artists. And obviously, did that realization come to you over time, as you know, from collecting art, from dealing yeah, art? Yes, from collecting. Over the years, I, I think. I'm going to say I've been to this date, I've been a dealer for seven years. Oh, seven, okay. I've just been a gallerist for a year and a half. So over the years, I've been looking at it, and I also felt that it's also very important we as Africans, we also control the narratives of Africans. Mm -hmm. So, you know, accumulation of all those thoughts, all those thoughts, I've been also been discussing with my friends, Mm -hmm. with my collectors, with my, you know, partners, with my, you know, with everybody I meet. Yeah. Like, what do we do, you know? And if you say we want to have a legacy business, we want to contribute to the impact, you know, we want to educate people more, we want to represent under more of the underrepresented gender in the art industry. You know, we just you just don't say things. Yeah. You have to do it. And I'm much more of a bigger with being a doer. Because yeah. I feel we know there are a lot of problems, you know. And the truth is the government or the everybody has to contribute their own quota to solve the problems of the nation of the country. So, you know, I just felt since there is this inadequate representations, there's lack of institutions. Yeah, there's enough. There's a lot of galleries in Lagos. Yes, I agree. But the truth is that we are still not enough. The more the merrier. So I feel if everybody is contributing in one way or the other to the industry or to the ecosystems, 
we can only get better. Mm. So you know, so I just felt since I felt that, and I, and I think we are going go, going going back to Lagos to start a gallery. Ah, you've already you know. First of all, I, I love I love that you said that everybody has a role to play in contributing to the system to Nigeria. Yes. You know, so the you know, so that's you know the little little things we have to start doing it ourselves. Yeah, the government is the government is to do a lot to provide the basis. We are just only asking them for the basis. I agree, but also we too we have to contribute in whatever sector we find ourselves. In whatever industry we find ourselves, we do have to do the little things we have to do. Now, you kind of said that, you know, we said, okay, you're coming to Lagos to do it, but I wanted to find out that what made you make that decision to open a gallery in Nigeria as opposed to saying maybe SA or somewhere else? I don't know. I don't. It's to me, it's just, it's just, I don't, you know, somebody has asked me this question. The truth is that I don't see a reason not to start back from home. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it's, that's where it is. There are so many great and talented artist here in Nigeria, so it's just like weighing the pros and cons and everything everything leads to Lagos. Yeah. You know, everything just leads to Nigeria. In the African market, for example, in the African art market, or in the African market, Lagos is the biggest. In Africa, so the most collectors are here. You know, there's also a, a number of artists here in Nigeria that have contributed hugely to the ecosystem and to the market, to the industry, too. so, you know, so the resources are here. You know, Lagos is, Nigeria is population-wise, you know. There's <laughs> yeah. so many, so many, so many yeah. things that just, you know, that just leads me back straight to Lagos. So the gallery was officially opened in 2020. Yes. Can you yes. speak about the process in setting up the gallery? How did you do that was it did you get a loan from the bank or you use your own money or you had friends and family or even investors who helped make your dream a reality uh, well then i had i had a little savings i had a little savings but due to the, the, the difficulty in getting loans from nigeria i had a couple of investors that i pitched the idea to because that was even actually what i was doing abroad I was trying to get, you know, I was trying to, then my initial idea was to do it abroad, actually. So I, I went around pitching the ideas to a couple of investors abroad, talking about African art and stuff like that. Then one morning I just woke up and I said, okay, I think I'm not even going out for this pitch anymore. I'm taking my bags and I'm going to Lagos. Whoever is going to invest in this project is going to be investing in the project in Nigeria. What was the reception like abroad when you were pitching? Were yeah, people receptive? Yeah, they knew. They were, of course not, because then <laughs> it was, it was in France. So yeah. Of course not. I mean, I'm, a, I'm an English-speaking African, so. <laughs> Why you say of course not? Is it? Yeah, so it's not. It's, yeah. it's just it's just them. That's just them, and, mm, and I mm. respect them for who they are, but. Only the smart ones did because you know, <laughs> every if you are smart, whether you're black or white, you're smart. You know, you know what I mean. So. So the smart ones realized it, and unfortunately, fortunately for me, I met a couple of other people in the business who were advisors, who were collectors already in the business through that. So I got advices and and made good friendship from oh. that. So that okay. was fine. That's cool. That's cool. So how did you go about picking the location? Well, my brother did most of that because he was the one in Lagos then. Okay. So picking the location, we had already been waiting for an opportunity to come up. So we've been looking at Ikoi, we've been looking at Victoria Island. We also looked at Lekki, but we just felt Victoria Island is the center, you know, and it's for this location, I think it's it's just there are galleries around us too, you know. I felt it's going to go get into a creative hub sooner than later, so that was why. And as a mainland child, can I just say that I feel slightly 
slightly abandoned. You know, like no, no, no. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Like, I was born on the mainland. So. I know. So why, why, why didn't you think about the the mainland for the gallery? Yeah, those were because they said the purchasing power of those on the island, which almost, is which is almost the same. If it's slightly, just slightly better, because there are very huge purchasing powers <laughs> on the on the mainland. And just, so, I don't know, you know people so, have that, yeah. So there's no, don't let us say so don't <laughs> let us say it how it is. If, no. if it is more, it's just slightly more. But also because of the island, because we felt so, you know, there were some other there were some other factors that I could that I can't mention that was also. Factor, you know, where it should be on the island. Okay. And we are also trying to do some some partnership with some schools and so. Okay. What about finding the right team? How did you find the right team? Was, was that your brother as well? No, I, well, the team I was I was <laughs> I was left to do that myself. You know, I the right team. You know, shout out to everybody that's been working with us and you know. I, I think we just everybody who works at Trinity Art Gallery. It's, we have a culture, you know. Why why team? And we are a family, you know. When we have to be a team, we work as a team. When we have to work as a family, we work as a family, you know. So irrespective of anyone who's there who comes in or by the past, it's we have a working culture, you know. And they respect me, I respect them, irrespective of the position of, the, yeah, the, of the person, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they know it's it's difficult when you're having to deal with too much, but you know, it's it's also very important when when you also deal with people the way you want to be dealt with or you know the way you want to be treated that's very true i feel the team is (laughs) they make it much more easier for me to be honest that's great you know because i don't i don't actually need to be on their neck they know the standard you know and we all keep the standard right from the bottom to top from the top to bottom we all make sure if you are there if you cannot do it i will do it for you if i'm there if i can't do it do it for me you know it's we work we work as a team. We also work as a family. And the reason why I'm asking that question is because you know one of the comments that employers always have about people in Nigeria, the mm. workforce, is that it's it's very hard finding good people to work in Nigeria. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, I see what you mean there. Yeah, I've had it, but I have I've had a couple of complaints too from other people of in other industries about working with people. But I know well. I have no other issue, mm-hmm. actually. So I can't really, I can't really speak, speak on, that. yeah, speak to that because either with my new, the new manager of the gallery, Monique, she's she has she has kids and she brings her kids and her nanny to work and she joined us in March and when a couple of people came into the gallery for the exhibition opening and everything, and they were like, "Oh yeah, good working environment." And to me, it was like. It's the normal thing I'm gonna do. Mm. Make her have a comfortable working environment, you know. Like if that is gonna bring the best out of her, you provide it for her. It's as simple as that. I don't see why, you know, I don't see why people see it as a big thing, but I also understand other people who cannot provide it. But okay. Yeah. Shout out to the good working environment. Ah, I mean well. I don't work here, I would want that thing. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. That's, you know, that's but I just I just feel like if you want to get get the best out of people, you have to make them comfortable. True. You Very know? true. Sometimes comfort is not luxury. That's people mistake mm. comfort for luxury, Look but you have to that. be comfortable, you know. That's that's really good. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. As I mentioned previously, you know, your gallery opened in 2020. Yeah. Obviously, this is right when COVID is still <laughs> like going strong, right? So can you talk about what that experience was like for you as a business owner? Ah well, <laughs> COVID, yeah, true. People were telling me, asking me, have, have you gone crazy? 
Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to do this? I said, well, what's better time? No. I said, yeah. You know, artists going digital. Yeah, artists going digital. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying it's not. But I'm I'm a very big... I'm, that's my personal <laughs> opinion. I'm a very big person on a book mortal space because I feel arts... You can see art and see it online, purchase it, and but you need to feel art. You need to experience art, and you are not going to do that online. Okay, maybe in f- few years, maybe if something technology comes, and then we now look back into this interview and say, yeah, see what that guy was <laughs> saying that time. Yeah, but yeah. for right now, this day that we are talking about, everybody was saying, <laughs> this guy, what? what's... Then I felt, I just felt that I'm an entrepreneur and I've read a couple of business books and I know that they said when there is you find you find an opportunity in every disaster mm. or in every problem or whatever, you know, you just find always find an opportunity and find out you can provide solutions or services to people then you know. So I felt well, it's the right time. Yeah, people were not gonna come into the gallery. Yeah, I know. It's we're gonna be restrictive, yeah, I know. But it's also a good time to have that foundation and use during that period to learn. Mm. I was much more of using that period, the first few years, first year at least, to learn about the ecosystem in Nigeria, to learn about the mm. people. And then doing that from home, I just being online and organizing shows. And uh, the truth is, even doing every show we did, opening, we had um, COVID measurements, we make sure there was masks available, we make sure there was and sanitizer available, who kept social distancing. But that did not stop people. And even the reception was so great that I said, well, you, could, you wouldn't have known if you did not try, you mm-hmm. know. So mm-hmm. I felt, well, okay, after the first opening, the major opening, and I said, everybody, well, I told my team, like, guys, let's plan exhibitions for the next year, and let's see how it goes. Yeah. Are you sure? So guys, let's just go. That's cool. So what, what would you say, the, like you said, the short term, you saw that, you know, it taught you a lot about the business and it made you get your feet wet. Yeah. But what would you say the long-term impact on co- um, that COVID has had on the art, art industry? Because, like you said, a lot of people are saying that COVID, I said COVID, <laughs> COVID is going digital. No. Uh, art is going digital. Art is going digital, right? So what would you say um, this pandemic has, the impact the pandemic has had on the art industry? It's had this positive and I think it's had this negative, negative effects. But you know, I don't know if negative is the right word to use, but either way, uh, there's a huge demand for digital artists now, which is as a result of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And you know, NFTs are in town now. You'll still get to that, uh, yeah. Okay, you know, so, there, so there's a lot more. Ap- I appreciate digital artists. I don't have any in my collection yet, yet, but I'm still going to get there. You know, but then they are, the way they are acquiring it is a bit expensive for me now because <laughs> so <laughs> I don't have their money yet yeah. but we'll get there but for that digital artists has gotten more appreciation people have started adding that to their collection but also because people got bored people got depressed people got you know there was negative impact on people's health mm-hmm. you know which going to galleries which scene art helps solve you know so that might be my own point of view of mm. the positive and the negative impact of the pandemic on the industry. But now things are opening up, so everybody are going back to museums. The last time I was at a museum, it was quite full. Like, people are 
Like people are eager to go back to galleries, people are eager to see exhibitions, people are eager to even meet people. You know, we've not, we've not some people have not even, have even seen in the past three years. Just you know. So. Yeah, but in, ter- in terms of the negative, do you think that because um, COVID seems to be evolving every single day, <laughs> so and there's still travel restrictions in different countries, so yeah. uh, your gallery being an African gallery, does that limit people who want to come? Like people from other African countries who want to come, they can't still travel because maybe there's you. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, that's yeah, well, yes. That's that is also a point too because also we've been getting emails and DMs of people wanting to visit the gallery and people hearing about the gallery and giving us shout outs and mm-hmm. also telling us they want to come see the space and see our exhibition in person and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, but also we're also waiting for the tra- travel restrictions to to be lifted and also probably we might have to take the art to them in the sense that we might have to be participating in upcoming fairs for the year. Mm. Also, if they are in the country, they can meet us up at the booths and stuff like that. We can also get to know them in person. Now, moving on to exhibitions and installations, mm-hmm. I want to find out how do you or your team, Moni's not here, you know, she's the, yeah. uh, but, but how do you or your team, how do you approach exhibitions as well as selecting the artists that you want to showcase? Yeah, you know, in... In exhibitions and selecting of artists, we try to make every of our exhibition different because we try to make um, each exhibition have an impact, contribute to the conversation of what is happening. For example, now, the ongoing exhibition, I Am and Nothing Else, the exhibition is, cele- is in celebration of International Women's Month, mm-hmm. which we chose five imagined artists, three from Nigeria and two from South Africa, in which all of them are speaking about the experiences of, of African women in a different way. You know, so in, in each exhibition we do, we try to make sure, make sure we put up a museum quality show. We are not just putting up works on the wall just mm-hmm. to sell, you know. We're putting up works even for the collectors to even feel proud of collecting this type of work because of the meaning of what the artist is trying to talk about, you know, or the impact they try, the artist is trying to contribute to the discourse of a particular, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. So what about the, how do you go about selecting the artists? Yeah, selecting the artists is, is, is quite some process because we have quite, um, quite a, I don't want to use vigorous method, you know. <laughs> but it's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, but we, we, we try to get artists who already create works that speak to it, but we have, we have tiers of artists on our board, mm-hmm. on our board. Thank God this is a podcast, so you can <laughs> Yeah, see. I cannot see the board, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, we have a roster of artists we have on our board, on our drive. We tier them into categories. We see which is ready for to show what type of medium they use, what already they discuss with their works. So because we don't like to get artists and not try to tell them what to paint, you know, we try to look ready for them. It's because it's much easier if, you're ready, if your work is talking about womanhood. Or for example, your work is talking about, you know, um, why women or why the society is unfair to women, you know? So, you know, in cases like that, it's easier for us to bring artists of such together. So we have, we just, we look for artists that contribute to the discourse already of what's of the bigger picture we are trying to paint. Then we, you know, we talk to them and also give them advices on also how to get okay. better with their craft. In terms of 
the services that your gallery provides, one of them is advisory services, yeah. and you provide them to new and established collectors. Yeah. Can you speak? That's okay, okay. Go ahead. Now, yeah. thing, I, also, I wanted to ask, can you just speak about what that entails? What does that mean? Because me, let's just say me, I'm a new art collector, which is actually very subjective. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, welcome, what, what, welcome. What, thank you. So what, what, what will that entail? Yeah, well, that's an exclusive. That's an exclusive um, offering because that's that um, that has to do with me myself because um, there are reasons to collect that. You know, it's mm-hmm. people who collect art for cultural reasons, and there are people who collect art for financial reasons, yeah. and also people who collect art for aesthetic reasons. So I like try to get to know whoever the person is and what they like. Then we can start fully discussing, yeah. discussing more of what they want, but. It's an option that is open to discuss. I think no, I, yeah, I would rather, no, dis- yeah, no, I would rather discuss in with in person, an, yeah, in person with an individual. Yeah, no, I, you know, because I ask that because I feel like you would agree that art collection is for people who have the money because it, yeah. it's, it's a luxury good. So clearly, someone like me ain't got time to be collecting art because I have other responsibilities. Yeah. So, because uh, I'm, I'm like, if you don't have the financial resources, right, yeah. it's a challenge to purchase art that you, like you said, if you're buying, purchasing the art for financial reasons, to eventually mm-hmm. resell it, right? Yeah. That's going to be um, a challenge. So I guess I just wanted to understand um, the type of services or what that conversation would possibly look like for someone who, let's say someone like me, who doesn't have, the resources yet yeah. would you, and I say oh Olu I want to start collecting art what would your advice what would, how would you advise me would you tell me that Shade Ogweni this is for the big boys and the big girls <laughs> yeah the big, you're part of the big <laughs> hey, amen, so, I'm trying to get there yeah, yeah. or it's more of like you say go and start supporting your friends who are just up and coming and buy their art or buy art do okay, you get what okay, I'm okay. asking now yeah. I see your point okay mm-hmm. in this case you know um, I think I'm going to ask you it's just like you know the advisory service is just almost the same thing as your financial advice so. mm. you know you you have the money in the bank and he is coming to you to tell you this is what you should do this mm-hmm. is what you should buy mm-hmm. you know this is what you should get because he is he buy this stock sell this stock or you put him in charge of monitoring or taking care of your portfolio you know you get what i mean but in this case as an advisor i think you, when you are coming to me in that place i'm i'm sure you might have a budget okay that you want to thank you <laughs> we say key thank you dollars or thank you <laughs> come on now i'm not here only with the big boys uh, and girls so clearly we know that's thank you just I thank don't you know. naira there, there's so many things naira naira naira, uh, naira, okay, naira. naira. Uh-huh. Okay. so that's it from there all okay. right so just you just first keep that one first <laughs> we'll keep it first. Just keep it. So I can't buy. I can't buy art that is ten k. Like from you know no, you. Would, no. That's terrible. Art, no. That's terrible. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry that was, but no. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. We, again, which, again, which is why I wanted to understand. Yeah, you know, it's you also know. like well, there are some collectors, you know, because either ways, the more you know, the more you learn about artists. There are some collectors who want to get close to the artist, so they, are, they have their own roster of artists mm-hmm. already, you know. Mm-hmm. So they have their own roster of artists where they are willing to know, get to know, go to studio visits. That they just need somebody like a, somebody who has a direct access to to the. To the artist, the truth is people are also collecting for financial reasons, mm-hmm. which in the last in the last five or eight years, financial reports and art market reports have said that it's better. It's much more financially s- not safe, but it's much more of a better investment to invest in art than to even invest in the stock markets, in bonds and 
stock market. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but also in the advisories that I offer, I also make sure I'm wary of the flippers or the those who want to just make make because it's also important for the artist's yeah. career to be well controlled and also so we also have this own I'm not gonna call it an official rule because I discuss this with my with my collectors and those who I sell paintings for who I buy paintings for that there's we don't we sell the paintings for the next three years, you know. There's just this rule. Because also I also want to make sure we are not trying to destroy a career of an artist because it's much more over. We need the artist around to make the artist that ways. That's even a good segue. So you talked about the fact that you're kind of worried about flippers, yeah. right? And you want to, you say that you don't want people that sell the art within three years, yes. right? So isn't that the whole reason why people are like pro NFTs? Because we can't, we can't escape it. Yeah, there's NFT. a lot, there's okay. a lot of talk about NFTs, NFT artwork being the future of art. And you, I mean, you've seen established um, auction houses now having NFTs as parts of their auctions or even standalone NFT auctions. So isn't that the whole reason why people have gravitated towards NFTs? Because it, there's, there's proof, there's a chain that people can see like, okay, if you sell it, the artist will get royalties no matter how many times it gets sold. Yes. So can you speak more about that? Do you think that NFTs are actually even a fad? Oh, well, <laughs> NFTs, I personally think NFTs are here to stay. I don't think we're going to escape it. I'm still doing a, a lot of reading and attending mm-hmm. conferences on NFT art, to be honest, because it's something we, as even the gallery, is going to do, because sooner, sooner than later, there's going to be an, a digital exhibition, a digital art exhibition at the gallery. So mm-hmm. either way, for us to get into that, you know. But I think, well, NFT has um, its own benefits, too. In, in relation to what you mentioned about royalties to the artists and stuff like that, yes. But I think the mistake we should not make is that NFT is going to replace traditional art. No. But I think they can operate side by side. I mean, yeah, they, because people now create physical art and then they have the you know NFT mm-hmm. portion. Um, but to kind of go back to my point, so one of, I was reading an article about NFTs and one of the comments that one of the artists said is that the reasons why the reason one of the reasons why NFT artwork have taken shape uh, and he feels that it's going to eventually overtake traditional art gallery businesses is that traditional art galleries have fallen short of meeting the technology needs of NFT artists and the interest of collectors. So. Yeah, but it's technology. Technology can be invented. So if that's what we need, you know, it's, I think it's, it's possible. But I, I don't think it's going to replace it. Yeah, it's just not going to coexist. Yeah, I think it's, be- it's better we use the word coexist. That it's, it's, it's can function together, you know. I'm also looking forward to collect my first NFTs. Yeah, I mean, look at Bebo that sold his stuff at Christie's. Is it like yeah. 69 million or something? Yeah, like. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> <laughs> some ridiculous figures. If you are talking about figures, then I think I might have go to... Don't worry, but we might be on the project of building Affinity Art Gallery in the Metaverse. Okay, so, awesome. so yeah. <laughs> well, I am doing my research and findings, you know, there, there are so many opportunities that can be done. And now that they said the world is moving into the Metaverse, you know, see where the world is moving to, see where we are here. But that's a question for another day. That's really cool. No, because I was going to ask you, like, what are you doing to, you know, secure yourself, like you said, coexisting? So I'm glad you've already answered that. Just to kind of go back, what advice do you have for new or emerging artists in Nigeria and on the continent who want to have their works showcased at your gallery? Well, I've read about this. I've read about this 
stuff that galleries are difficult to approach. Affinity art galleries are difficult to approach. You are everywhere on you know, the social media, where all our websites. Send in your portfolio. And are you the kind of gallery that you prefer an artist contacting you directly, or you prefer to contact the artist because you you found them? Doesn't no. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We've okay so far. We've also shown works of artists that have contacted us. You know, so there's no fixed way. I'm a guy who believes six plus three is nine, so it's seven plus two, so it's eight plus <laughs> one. So uh-huh. you know, so there's no one way. We contact artists, and artists are also free to contact us. The email address is on our website. On your website, yeah. Contact at Affinity Art Thought Gallery. Thank you for sharing that. Thank now, you. what about uh, you? Say thank you. <laughs> You know, sometimes when Nigerians, when Nigerians do that thing, it's like, thank you, like, if I slap you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely thanking you. Okay. <laughs> All right, what about artists who are looking for representation? As an art dealer, as an art collector, actually more of a dealer, what advice would you give to them? Because some people say you go speak to people and tell them that you're looking for representation and sometimes you can get taken advantage of. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. I think I'm going to speak with the gallery's cap here because, you know, Reach out to the gallery, ask them, send them an email. And, you know, I'm a type of person that if you want something, you're going to go chase it. You know, nothing, galleries are not just going to reach out to you and just say, yes, some are going to reach out to you. But if galleries don't reach out to you, reach out to them and tell them what you want to send in their portfolios. We can do that once a month. You can do that. What should they be looking out for so that, they, so that again, they do not get taken advantage okay, of? In the, okay, the contract-wise, yeah, okay, if you are going to that, well... As much as you want a gallery representation, also, if you feel or if your gut feelings against the contract or whatever the gallery is offering you, please tone it down. It should be more about what you are looking for. You know, can the gallery help you go? Have you been looking forward to show somewhere or do you think you want to show internationally or do you think you want to show in their space that you feel that they can also help you achieve that, you know? Are you trying to tell a story that you feel the gallery can help you amplify that story you know yeah, yeah things yeah. like that like yeah. you also have to say that okay yeah do you also fit with what the gallery also wants you know beneficial yeah, it has to be a mutually beneficial relationship and also be a symbiotic relationship where you eat off me i eat off you you know it's it has to be a partnership you know yeah it's not just going to have to be one way and you know you also have to hold your own self down yeah side of the your side of the yeah, that's be, that, that's fair. That's that's cool. Tight. Yeah. That's now, fair. um, the current exhibition at the gallery, as you said, is I am and nothing else, right? Yes. And it closes on April sixteenth. Yes. So, can you talk a bit about the exhibition and why people should come and check it out before it closes? The exhibition is in celebrations of International Women's Month, which is last month, March, mm-hmm. and the exhibition draws inspiration from the book um, "Women Who Runs with the Wolves." Mites and Stories of the Wild Woman Archetype by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. This is like, it was mostly done all by mm. money, to mm. be honest. Mm-hmm. You know. But I think, um, I think the exhibition is worth, is worth visiting and worth seeing because the works in the exhibition engages with themes of healing, identity, community, wholeness, femininity, and what it takes to exist in today's world as an African woman while also paying homage to past generations, you know? So some of the artists, who, can, you, can you tell us the artists that are in this exhibition? Um, there is Nene Malango, she's a South African artist. There is Bukukokwaoli, Nubakada, 
She's a South African artist. There's Tomilo Laulumide. She's a Nigerian artist. There's Joanna Teller, which is also a Nigerian artist. And there is Duna Duke, who is also a Nigerian artist. And the materials they use ranges from lace, the fabric, like, you know, fabric like our... Mm-hmm. Our Adiria, yeah, fabric, gold leaf. Mm-hmm. And the, the works, like, the works length texture and nuance which reveals that African women can simultaneously embody softness, fortitude, delicacy, resilience, you know. This is something spoken by five different artists, mm-hmm. and, you know. When we are celebrating women, and we as the gallery, it's very important for us to show women we will understand is the underrepresented gender in the industry, you know. And we are not just saying it, you know. It's part of the very commission and for us to show and represent women artists because we know the impact of what women have done to us right from time. I have no sister passing from my parents, but I understood growing up with my mom, you know, I go to yeah. the market with her, I cook in the kitchen, you know, so yeah. there are some basic things that you know that okay, we also understand the facts of what the society expects from women, which the artists are also trying to talk about. I feel you shows and exhibitions like this are worth seeing and even actually people have been even telling us to even extend the exhibition yeah. for one more week or uh. something like that i was like mm, we have other experience have other stuff we're planning up but in that way you know these are exhibitions that are contributing so i think everybody should come and have an experience and also you know check it out have a piece and yeah they're all great pieces and yeah, have, all, have all of them been sold out mm. There are few, there are few left. Wow! Just might be the lucky one before the week runs out. Yeah, I don't know about that, sure, because what are the prices? Ah well, uh, you know, you, you you can afford this. You are just the boy. So, is there any event that's going to be happening during the closing of the exhibition? We've had events around the exhibitions. We had a female brunch, female private f- brunch for our female collectors doing. And we also try to um, have kids come over the, to the to the gallery because we are very we are very um, key on the educational part of the gallery educational program because we collaborate with a couple of schools in which in which we bring the students from the schools or the students from the from the foundation to come and see and also learn learn about the exhibition. So in this case, we are waiting for to and it's confirmed though, but we are waiting to finalize the the visit of a school and all female schools to come and see the exhibition and also to you know learn more about about the works and also see what their own female people are doing. You know, let's let I feel I feel art is something you experience and you also let people touch you and see this this greatness you can do it. There is nothing mm, yeah. there is nothing out of the world that cannot be done. Just yeah, this is just you can do better than what's what is here. That's amazing, Olu. Congrats to you and your team. Yeah, thank you. Um, Shout out to them. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, so we're going to go on to the fun random questions. Are you ready? You can hear them. They are fun, random questions. (laughs) 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 All right. So the first question is, name one African artist whose work you don't yet own, but you would love to. Ah, the price will go up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I can't disclose that. The price will go up. The price will go up. Okay, name the second best one. Ah. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. The best we go. This is. You, you gotta name one. Okay, We're not moving see. on to the one. Let me see. Let me see. 
Victor, eh, eh, Kana, eh, oh, Kameno. Eh, what is this eh, I think it's Ehikameno. Eh, Ehikameno. Eh, Kameno. Eh, Kameno. Eh, Kameno. Okay, so you, yes, that's a Mr. Yeah. That's the person, yeah. Mr. Victor Ehikameno. Victor Ehikameno. Okay, that's cool. All right, second question is, we are still in a pandemic, but what are two of your favorite places to travel to? Zanzibar and Cape Town. Oh, that's cool. I've never been to Zanzibar. Is it nice? Very nice. One that, of the most beautiful places in the world. Ah, I've never been to Zanzibar or oh, South Africa, so nah. that's that's nice. Get on the flight. <laughs> Don't worry, we are looking into all this money that we're saving, arts collection, uh-huh, all these things. That, uh, you know, uh, like yeah. the money, the money is piling up. You'll be doing podcasts all over. Amen, uh, uh, amen. Okay. That's the vision, actually. That's uh, the vision. That's, nice. that's the vision. I, you work for yourself. I put my sister there. Easy work. I wish I could have your shoes like. Uh, so I can be traveling around. Ah, I'm looking for money. So any sponsors, please come and invest in my life. Oh yeah, okay. They are hearing already. Exactly. So, uh, many, many, they can many. help. Third question is, if you had the option of opening a gallery on the mainland, which of the following would you choose and why? Options are Ikeja, Surulere, Mushi, Yaba, or Festac. Ah, wow. Jesus Christ, I have so much affliction for a lot of places there. I was born in Suriname. Ah. So I can easily say I want to go back and cut it to my wood. I think you mentioned Ikeja. Yeah, so the options are Ikeja. I grew up in Ikeja too. Ah. So I think let me choose one. GRE is Ikeja, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll choose GRE. Mm. That's what you choose. Yes. Do you know that I swear I I just figured you're going to go with Jerry. Yeah, well, uh, uh, you know, you know when we were yeah, no, talking no. about the finances that time, uh-huh. the other people in that. Hey, God! You see, you know, you <laughs> are you, you have become Islander, Islander. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I was, I'm I, knew, I'm I'm I was, I was no like, way. I knew you're going to pick Jerry. Okay, that's cool. So you go with the catcher, Jerry. Yeah, All right, cool. Fourth question is: What was the last artwork that you purchased? Oh, this. I took I purchased last week, Saturday actually, by an emerging artist and I've been following her for a while and a friend of mine who is the creator of the show called me up and said she invited me for the opening of the show so I went to check it out and luckily she offered me the piece and it was a very nice piece titled Empowerment. Mm. Okay, that's another that's the last artwork. Okay. Yeah, Alright, cool. Final question. In the past two weeks, what song have you played the most? Hmm. Uh, I think it's <coughs> Nipsey Osu featuring Jay Z. What it feels like. I'm a big I'm a big Nipsey Osu fan and I miss him so much. Yeah. Days, so yeah. I'm so keep on resting in peace. Yeah, man. yeah. I've been jamming to most of his album, but recently I've been on this track repeatedly. That's because the hustler is the hustler and the entrepreneur. In you. Oh, well, you need to keep it going. Now. <laughs> this is where I get my motivations from music. Yeah. Music, people I look up to, Jay Z, Nipsey, also, those people with legacy minds. You know, yeah. That's, that's where we get our own school, schooling from, you know. So you have to see what people, who you want to be like and what they've done and how, how hard they work, then you have to put in the same hours of work. Yeah. No more. That's true and that's really cool. Thank you. Thank All you. right, Olu, what's next for your gallery and what should people be looking forward to? Ah, well, um, thank you to everybody who's been following and who's been supportive of the artist and the gallery since we started. We appreciate all the support, all the kind words, all the... 
all the constructive criticism too, you know. But you know, just keep on keep on following us and we'll be in, hopefully you are waiting to get some feedback from some fairs we applied to. So hopefully within the next two weeks to one month we should get the feedback. So we'll be we'll be showing at some fairs later in the year. Hopefully everything goes well. Thank you so much for your time, Olu. Ah, thank you very much for having me again on this. This episode is edited and produced by Fola Shade Anozie. Theme song for the pod is by John Akinola. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and leave us a comment on iTunes and Spotify. It really, really makes a difference and helps the show get discovered. The podcast is also available on Podbean, Audio Mac, Google Podcast, and Stitcher Radio. Simply search for T-H-E-S-N-C Podcast. You can also check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you for listening.